ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. I don't know what this world is coming to either, Steve. Syracuse basketball is in a spiral. Rebel without a pause. It's Public Enemy Day. I don't know if we should be celebrating this, but it's the day that Flava Flav was removed from Public Enemy. Too much partying. This is my favorite Public Enemy. Not not a not a team player that that Flava Flav. Apparently not. Booted from the team. You want to talk about something positive, Paulie? Coach's coach's decision. <laughs> Flavor flame out. Yeah, let's definitely talk about something. All right, and, and for that, we bring out Doug Feinberg, national women's basketball writer for the Associated Press. As we talk about the Cuse women, uh, they will uh, start up the ACC uh, ACC tournament tomorrow on these very airwaves, 2 o'clock against NC State in the 8-9 game. Uh, Doug, thanks so much for coming on. And, you know, we'll get into bigger picture stuff, but let's start with Syracuse. As, you know, as you well know, uh, this was a program that was in transition. You know, Quentin Hillsman stepped down, forced out, whatever you want to say. They, they go through a year to bring the gap, and now they bring in Felicia Leggett Jack, a former SU player, and she's uh, you know gotten this program back on the verge of an NCAA tournament bid. I, I guess can we just start with what you've seen out of Syracuse this year, and what has allowed this team to 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 be in this position right now, to be right on the bubble? Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I got to say, she's done a remarkable job in her first year. I, I think they were eleven eighteen last year, they now were? they're eighteen and eleven. Yep, right. So they flipped. Their record, which for one year and, and coming in was not much sort of in the cupboard when she took over, that, that's a heck of a year for her so far. And on the bubble, which is all you can ask at this point of the season. So great job by Coach Leggett Jack to get Syracuse to have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. With I think one more win would definitely help them. But they're, they're probably on the bubble either way, win or lose tomorrow. All right, so I was going to ask you about that. So we know the situation uh, right now. You know, Charlie Cream is a well-known uh, bracketologist for women's basketball for, for our listeners. Um, and we saw that he's got Syracuse as the last team in at the moment. Tomorrow, 8-9 game against NC State. So you think even if they win tomorrow, they still got a little bit of work to do? Well, I, I, I think, as you said, Charlie's one of the best in the business of bracketology on the women's side. It, it's... If they win tomorrow, it definitely helps them. If they lose tomorrow, it's one of those things. Like it's what happens in every other tournament. So like they're rooted for not really having any other upsets. They need the chalk to win, so to speak, to stay in that last spot. So that's where it gets like fuzzy. Like you you can do all you want, but it's really what other teams do once your your regular season's over, your postseason's over for the tournament. That is going to matter more. So it's tough to say, hey. If they win tomorrow, then they're definitely in. Or if they lose tomorrow, they're definitely out. It's really what happens in, in every other tournament that has a team that's on the bubble that could pass them if they get a couple quality wins. Yeah, I think we would all agree two wins would get it done, right? Because then you're talking about beating the, the top seed the next day. Again, that's a that's a conversation for Friday. Get through Thursday first uh, to, to get to that point. When you look at this conference as a whole, Doug, uh, and again, according to Charlie Cream, he's got nine teams in right now from the ACC. Most of any other conference in the country next in line would be seven, according to his projections. Is the ACC the best conference in the country, in your opinion? So I'll say it this way. I think the ACC is the deepest conference in the country. Usually in the past, there's like one or two teams at NC State, at Louisville, at Notre Dame. That's like, hey, this is one of the top five teams in the country that could potentially make 
a run to the Final Four, if not a national champion. I think this this comes right now has a lot of very good teams, but no super team, especially with Olivia Miles is out for, for a long time, which is possible with that knee injury she had the other day. That takes Notre Dame away from being maybe an elite team to being a very good team. So, yeah, I think top to bottom, you could see a bunch of upsets in the ACC tournament over the next couple of days because there isn't much separating, I think, the two, three, four, five, six teams from like maybe 10, 11, 12, 13 on any day they could beat each other. I mean, is it QS beat North Carolina, I think, a couple of weeks ago, who was a pretty strong team, but QS beat them. So I would say that the ACC top to bottom is the best conference, but doesn't have a top five level team in it right now. Yeah, and that leads right into my next question. You know, I've got the, the top 25 pulled up right in front of me. You know, Virginia Tech 8, Notre Dame 10, Duke 13, North Carolina 18. So a bunch of teams all kind of bunched up uh, in that same grouping. Who, who do you see as the favorite uh, to win the ACC tournament slash, you know, and, and maybe it's the same team, maybe it's a different team. Who do you think is, is in the best position to make some noise in the NCAAs out of the ACC? Well, I mean, Notre Dame, as I said, would be the team probably if Miles was healthy, although they seem to play okay without her the other day. Uh, but that obviously takes them down a notch in my mind. Duke just can't score. I, I don't think, I mean, there's the old adage, defense wins championships. I don't think Duke has enough offense to win uh, the ACC tournament let alone win the, the NCAA tournament. I like Virginia Tech. I think Elizabeth Kitley is one of the best players in the country. They have a, a good system. Kenny Brooks has done a great job there. I think they're a team to watch for winning the ACC and potentially making a nice run in the NCAA tournament. So th- those are probably the two. I mean, NC State's banged up a little bit right now. Um, North Carolina can be scary because they have enough athletes that they can put points on the board. And obviously we saw the other day that They beat Duke in a low-scoring 45-41 game that, I mean, if you're a basketball fan, it's probably not what you want to watch. We all like offense. But those are probably some of the teams I think could make a run to win the ACC and then potentially make a run to at least the second weekend of the the NCAA tournament. You know, we talk about the favorites uh, to win the NCAA tournament. It obviously has to start with South Carolina. If if I asked you today, and I'm going to ask you today, South Carolina or the field, are you taking South Carolina to win it all, or do you think somebody knocks them off? Well, if I get the field, I get six or seven other teams, right? Yeah, yes, you do. So by by just being a somewhat math guy, I probably take the <laughs> other six or seven teams. But I mean, South Carolina is really good. I, I shouldn't say that they have no chance to do that if I'm taking the field. They're really good. The difference to me for them as for some of the other undefeated teams coming in, like the UConn dynasty for so many years, I just think South Carolina has found ways to win games, whereas the UConn run from 2013 to 2016 with Brianna Stewart, they were blowing teams out. There was no one coming close to them. Where South Carolina has found ways to be down at the half and then come out and win, that to me is a sign of a good team that finds ways to win when they're not winning, or I should say when they're down. So I think South Carolina is beatable, but I think they're definitely the favorite to win the national championship again this year and defend their title. Yeah, Brianna Stewart uh, from from right here in uh, in the Syracuse area. And since you brought up UConn, let me ask you about the Huskies. Twenty six and five. They've had to deal with their fair share of injuries and adversity throughout the year. What do you make of the Lady Huskies as they get set for the postseason? So they, they've had, I mean, uh, an unbelievable year with injuries. Obviously, before the season started, Paige Beckers got hurt. Their star freshman got hurt, and then. Throughout the year, I mean, I think almost everyone on that roster missed games because of an injury. So they had they were, had a postponed game because they only had six healthy players, and like they're still only up to like seven players right now. And Coach Oriam, after their win over Xavier the other day, was basically 
lambasting his team and his co- himself and the other coaches that they're not doing a great job right now. The key for them to make a deep run and make the Final Four again, and I think it'll be the 15th straight year, which is an insane number to think about, is the health of AZ Fudd. She supposedly has been, or not supposedly, she has been doing warm-ups for pregame. I think they may get her back for the Big East tournament, maybe on Sunday, or if they give it to Monday for the championship game. But she hasn't played in, a, I think, two months. So you're asking a player who's really good to come back and sort of save your team and save the season, which is probably a lot to ask of a person. I think they're going to be a, the, the host for the first two rounds. They should be able to get out of the first weekend. It depends who they match up against. They could be in the group of South Carolina, which obviously could be a problem for them. But we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't bet against a team, as I said before, taking the field of 67 out of 68 teams on my side. I wouldn't bet against the team and a coach that's been to the Final Four for 14 straight years. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, getting back to that South Carolina topic, um, you know, they, they head into the postseason undefeated. Would it be good for women's basketball, or or would it be better if somebody knocked them off? Would it be good for the game if they run the table and they finish undefeated as an undefeated champion, or would it be better for the game if you know they get knocked off and, and maybe somebody new gets a crack at it in the Final Four in the national championship? So I'll play both sides of the argument here for you. I think it's good if they do it because there's only been so many teams that run through and go undefeated, and it's always about names you know. And there's been a much better push and much bigger audience for women's basketball this year on when it's on national TV, when it's on ESPN, and that's been great. But when we get to the NCAs, oh, I've heard of South Carolina. Dawn Steele, I know her. Leah Boston, I know her. So you root for people you know. So that's a good thing if they win. Hey, this team did something that I think only other 10 or 11 teams have done in the history of women's basketball run through undefeated. But the other side is there's been an unbelievable parity this year. I mean, there's been so many upsets, so many top 10 losses. This past weekend, 15 of the ranked top 25 lost games. So that was the first time I think in a while that's happened. So we love March Madness because of the word madness. It's not March chalk. So having upsets make people excited about basketball in March. So it would be good if someone comes out of nowhere and knocks them off. There are a bunch of teams that could do it. Indiana, Utah. UConn, Stanford, Iowa with Caitlin Clark, who's the most exciting player in college hoops right now. So there are a bunch of teams that could do it, and you wouldn't go, oh, this wasn't good for the sport. you go, wow, it's really cool that there was an upset and so we weren't thinking about won the national championship. Yeah, well said. And and I've got one more Syracuse question for you before we let you go. Uh, you know, we mentioned Felicia Leggett. Jack comes here and and basically put the roster together from scratch. A lot of transfers came in, including a couple from her old school, Buffalo. And and I remember Paulie and I having this conversation when they landed DeAsia Fair. We said, well, she was good at Buffalo. She was fourth in the country in scoring last year, but can she do it in the ACC? And she has been every bit as good as advertised, at least from where we sit. You know, first team all ACC selection, all defensive team member. That came out yesterday. Just curious to get your thoughts on, on DeAsia Fair and, and what she brings to the table for this Syracuse team as they're about to head into the ACC tournament. So I was impressed with her when I saw her live last year in the Bahamas when they Buffalo went down there for the tournament, and she was scoring at will against Power 5 schools. So I thought she was a great player then, and to see her do it in the ACC, which is one of the toughest conferences that we said, that I think she's a really, really good player. And I'm glad she got to sort of be seen on the national stage as opposed to Buffalo, where it's not really as well-known the program there and what she did. So I think she's a great player. It's great to see her honor for her defense, when she obviously is a great scorer. So I think she had a wonderful season so far. If they make the tournament, that's the player that will sort of 
people will see her on the national stage like, wow, she's a really good basketball player. So great job, and it was great to build. That's the way to do things now. You build through the transfer portal, and it was able to turn a program around quickly for coaches like at Jack. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, 2 o'clock tomorrow, Syracuse, NC State. You can listen to the game right here on ESPN Radio. Doug, thanks so much for the time. We really do appreciate it, and hopefully we can talk again down the road. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the afternoon. All right, you as well. Doug Feinberg, National Women's Basketball Writer for the Associated Press. And uh, with that, we'll take our final time can out. We, can we just do a segment next? Just have a little fun. Uh, we I can like do, fun. We can do that. I don't like negativity. Like you and I both need that. We well, can do that next. We'll pick an artist of the day. We'll kick Jordan out. That's always fun. We can talk, we talk a little baseball. You've been wanting to talk about this baseball story all day. You want to do that? Yeah. You want, you want to talk a little baseball? No? Yeah, let's do it. You guys can call Brian if you want to call in and <laughs> talk about the other show. You're over it? You're yeah, over I today's am for the show. day. We'll call tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to talk with Steve. We're, Steve and I are just going to talk it out. We're going to catch up for five yeah, minutes. I don't care about the callers next segment. I, they, they had all show. Can't be calling the last segment. All right. We'll wrap things up right after this on ESPN Radio.